Hi friends, today's meditation is a reflection on the life of Jacob from roughly Genesis 25 through Genesis 33. Some years ago, I did a study on the life of Jacob that has deeply influenced me over the years. And I'd like to share part of that with you today. Jacob was born a twin coming out after his brother Esau, and he came out grasping the heel of Esau. And in Hebrew at that time, that was a euphemism for being a deceiver. And so someone inexplicably, Isaac and Rebekah, named their son Jacob, which again at that time meant deceiver. Well, Jacob grows up true to his name, posturing and angling throughout his life. At one point, his brother Esau comes in, famished from a hunt. Jacob has made a stew and leverages his brother's hunger against him for the birthright of the firstborn. Later, as his father Isaac is aging and is going blind and they, they're wondering if his death is near, and it's the time of the father's blessing, Jacob and Rebekah conspire together to steal the blessing of the firstborn. That as Esau goes out to hunt for his father, Jacob dresses like, smells like, his mother prepares the food like Esau would prepare, goes in to his father. And when his father asks, who are you, my son? Jacob responds, I am Esau. Somehow Isaac falls for it, eats the food, smells the garments and blesses Jacob with the blessing of the firstborn that Esau should have received. Well, Esau comes in, becomes murderously angry. Jacob and Rebekah hatch a plan to deceive once again. Isaac sends Jacob away to acquire a wife from his kinsmen and he flees from his brother's wrath. Now on his way to Haran, to his uncle Laban's home, he encounters God, he has a vision and realizes that he is in God's presence, God's house, Bethel. And he refers to God as the God of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. He is not yet my God. But he makes a promise and he petitions and asks God to return him to his father's house one day. And if he does so healthy and whole, that he would make God his God. Well, he goes on to meet Rachel and serves Laban seven years for his daughter's hand in marriage. And when that day comes, what goes around comes around and Laban deceives Jacob and gives him the eldest daughter first, has to serve another seven years to be able to marry both daughters. After that, he works nearly another seven years for Laban's flocks. His wages are changed many times. And so he decides that it's time to go and he discreetly leaves and steals away his wives, his children, his servants and flocks. And Laban eventually finds out, pursues Jacob, is warmed in a dream not to harm Jacob. And eventually they acquire something of a truce there in the wilderness. But then the big challenge confronts Jacob. He hears that his brother Esau is heading his way with hundreds of men, which could only mean one thing to Jacob, that this is a war party bent on his total destruction. And instead of going out and leading his family and leading his servants and flocks and meeting Esau head on, he sends his servants and flocks out in advance and then his wives and children, then he himself crosses a brook and hides. Now this is the lowest of the low moments for Jacob. He's just sent all of his loved ones, all of his property off to what he no doubt expects to be a massacre. And then he himself hides. 
can't imagine what was going through the mind and the heart of this man at this moment. But in this extremely low moment, Jacob encounters the angel of the Lord. This man shows up and they wrestle all night till daybreak and a couple of interesting things happen in this exchange as Jacob wrestles with this man. He begs for a blessing. I will not let you go until you bless me. And I hear the cry of a desperate man who's never been blessed by the men in his life who were supposed to bless him. His older brother Esau, his father Isaac, his uncle Laban, over and over again, angling to gain their blessing, angling to get ahead in life. And now he's clinging on to the garment of this angel of the Lord, begging for a blessing. Please, would somebody bless me? Would somebody love me? Would somebody tell me I'm worth something? And the angel of the Lord blesses him in a very peculiar way. He dislocates his hip. Now most would wonder at what kind of blessing that could possibly be, but when you think about it, Jacob had a familiar pattern that had characterized his life. He would deceive and then run, deceive and then run, running from Esau, running from Laban. And here God is saying, your time of running is finished. For the rest of your life, you'll walk with a limp and you'll remember that you do not need to run. The angel of the Lord asks Jacob a peculiar question at this point. What is your name? It's a strange time for introductions, but that's not what the angel of the Lord is getting at. Jacob would have immediately known what was at issue. The last time that we heard that question was from his father, Isaac, when Jacob was asking to be blessed. And at that time, he had answered Esau. This time, however, he owns up. He responds, Jacob. And remember, Jacob means deceiver. What's going on here? He is owning up to his failures. He's owning up to who he really is on the inside. Jacob, I'm a deceiver. This love is like the ocean That's crashing over me it's like falling rain on the driest plains As far as eyes can see And this love is like the trees That are looking down on top of me And this love is like no other It's right where I want to be But the angel of the Lord looks at him and says, no, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have striven with God and men and have prevailed. And I can only imagine in my mind's eye, Jacob looking over his shoulder, confused. Wait a minute, you're talking to me? Maybe chuckling a little bit. Sir, I'm not sure if you understand who you're talking to. I have not overcome anything in my lifetime. I have cheated and stolen to get everything that my life has amounted to. Just imagine the angel of the Lord laughing in return. No, 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 you don't understand. You're not 
Israel because you've merited such a distinction. You're Israel because your father calls you Israel. You, Jacob, are an overcomer, Israel. You're an overcomer because your father says you're an overcomer. And what he says goes. He spoke light and light came into being. He told the seas thus far and no more and they obeyed. And he says you're an overcomer. We instantly see the effect that this took on Israel as now he goes out at the head of his family, at the head of his servants and his flocks and he meets Esau head on surely expecting the due retribution that was coming to him. Now miraculously, Esau's wrath has abated and they make amends. And Jacob, now Israel, doesn't go on to lead a perfect life, but he is a changed man. And his legacy of faith would lead eventually to the Messiah. One of the last poignant scenes from this series of events is Israel now setting up an altar in the wilderness and he calls it El Eloi Israel. God, the God of Israel. Remember, he had met God in the wilderness on the way to Haran. He had called God the God of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac. He had asked God to deliver him back to his homeland. And if so, he would follow God. Well, God had come through. God had delivered him and much more. More than that, God had renamed him. God had given him a new identity. God had delivered him not just physically, but internally delivered him from the lies and the deception, delivered him from the prison of his own soul. And now there is an earnest ownership. God, the God of Israel, my God, the God who has marked me, the God who has named me, the God who has carried me, the God who has blessed me when no one else would bless me. May you know the branding iron of God today, the voice of God that penetrates to the deepest place in your soul and marks you, son of God, daughter of God, blessed child, loved and accepted, clean, not because your circumstances merit it, but because your father says it, and what your father says goes. And may you be so marked and so moved that like Jacob, like Israel, you would exclaim alongside him, El Eloi. Israel, God, my God, who has reached into my soul and remade me, liberated me from my own prisons because of his initiative and his grace. May you know that kind of touch today in Jesus' name.